Hey, and welcome to Part-Time Struggle. My name is Matthew Talton. Today is June 29th, 2022, and it is it is one day before my 39th birthday, and 39 came quick, um, almost 40, so that's got that going for me. Uh, there is one celebrity that I know of that I share a birthday with, and that is Iron Mike Tyson. So, Mr. Mike Tyson, if you're out there listening, happy birthday, fella. Uh, one day I would like to have a beer with you since we're June 30th bros. Now, I imagine that's not too hard of a, a goal to get. Mike seems to be very approachable, except on planes. Don't mess with him on planes. But other than that, he seems like an approachable guy. So maybe I need to go out to Vegas around my birthday one year, and I'm sure I'd run into him if I said, hey, Mike. We got similar birthdays. You were born, we were born a few years apart, but we have June 30th in common. He'd be like, yeah, let's go get a beer. And, you know, the Mike Tyson voice. I don't do voices. I suck at doing voices. So I'm not going to do the Mike Tyson voice. You're welcome. I don't know if you noticed, but I got new intro music. The music that I've been using for my podcast, it got flagged for copyright something or another on YouTube. So I decided to scrap that and get GarageBand on my iPad, and I kind of came up with my own little ditty there. So what you're hearing is, is OG music, new new intro music, new me. So that's what I'm going with. Um, this is episode 19, which is wild to think of, because uh, when I first started Part-Time Struggle, doing episode one was such a big deal for me, just to get my voice out there, because one thing that... I've struggled with in the past is just expressing myself. I'm not putting myself out there, my thoughts, my opinions. And after you guys hear my thoughts and opinions on things, you might say, hey, go back to doing that. We're, we're done with your thoughts and opinions, sir. Go back to being quiet. But that's one reason I started part-time struggle, just to get over the fear of putting myself out there. I've never really had social media before, so I've never typed my opinions or said my opinions. I kind of kept it all myself. But one thing my therapist said that I should do just to help my mental health is is to do talk therapy. And instead of talking just into the void, into a talking to a wall in a room or into a tape recorder, I said, hey, maybe I'll just do a podcast and people find value in it. Great. So that's that's how part time struggle kind of started. And we're now all the way now to episode 19. And I'm going to call this episode ignorance is bliss. And we'll get to that a little bit later on. But if you're new to part-time struggle, welcome. If you're uh, an active listener, thank you for, for being an active listener. And um, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate any feedback you've given me over the past few months. I started this back in February of 2022. And I've, I've heard a few different things from different people that made me want to keep going. Um, if you if there are topics that I haven't touched on yet that you're interested in, please reach out to me and let me know. It's contact at parttimestruggle.com. And keep in mind that part-time struggle is an open forum for anyone. Anyone listening, anyone who wants to share their stories, their struggles, their issues, um, let others know that they aren't alone. Um, everyone has a unique story. However, we all have different experiences in life. And it helps to know that if you're going through something that you aren't alone, that other people might be going through it too. And it might be something you've been through in the past. And I want to hear what you did to overcome that and or it might be something you're going through now and I want to hear what you're doing day to day to to overcome that so that's when that's why I started part-time struggle for this and it was really to you know talk about men's mental health issues because we are stubborn animals and we don't like to talk about things like that we like to pretend that everything is fine 
and that we don't need any help and that we can fix everything ourselves. But we all know, guys, you stubborn, stubborn animals, we know that that's not true. Um, I am not a professional. I am not a doctor in any manner. I'm just a dude talking about his mental health issues. Um, I have mental health issues myself. I have depression, anxiety. I have body image issues. I have self-esteem issues, confidence issues, self-worth issues. And I'm still digging to find out what other kind of issues I have. All this has been part of my journey over the past couple of years to really dig into. It's easy to say, oh, I have these mental health issues. But what's hard is to uncover why. And that's why I'm going to therapy. That's why I journal. That's why I do prompt journaling. That's why I do. I take medication just to try to figure out what's going on up in this brain here. Get it all out and, and then go from there. and Share my story with the world in case... Others are going through similar stuff. I want to know that, want you to know that you aren't alone and that there is potential help out there. You just, the first thing you do is kind of like Alcohol Anonymous. The first thing you got to do is admit, hey, I might have some problems. And it took me a while to admit that I had some mental health issues. But once I did, I dove in head first and I'm, I'm ready to, to figure out all my, all my, all the fun stuff going on in my brain. Uh, before we get started, I do want to say there's uh, some trigger warnings. Uh, there might be some foul language. I do like to cuss. I try not to cuss every sentence, but I do like to cuss. Um, there will be mental health talk and everything in between there. So if there's something that you may hear discussing mental health, some, something um, that may have happened to you in your past or something you're currently going through, trauma-related that might trigger you, I advise you to just turn it off. I don't want that to happen to you because of me. So, um, just be aware that, you know, those talks could happen. Um, I might challenge you. I might ask challenging questions. I might ask you to challenge the status quo of your life and keep in mind that anything I say on this is my opinions, my points of view, my thoughts, and they're neither right nor wrong. They're just, again, my opinions, my beliefs, my viewpoints, and it's all based on my values in life and my experiences in life. And I like being challenged. I like learning new information and I'm willing to change my mind if I'm presented with new information, and we should all be that way. If I say something that you don't agree with, or I say something that may not be factually true, or I say something that might be partially true, and you have a different point of view on it, please contact me. It's contact at parttimestruggle.com. I'm totally up for learning new things. And if you want to be a guest on the show, that's what Part Time Struggle is about. It's, it's an open forum for not just me rambling on about my mental health issues. It's It's... I want it to be open to anyone. We can do a remote session. If you're local to Florence, South Carolina, I can come to you. You can come to me. That's what I've done in the past with guests. So just let me know. So I want to start approaching my podcast a little bit differently than than I've done in the past. Um, in the past, I've done more scripted stuff where I've done a lot of research and I tried to come up with a new theme or new topic week over week and I found I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to do that and I just wasn't having fun so I'm just going to kind of just dive in and, and weekly or about or, or twice a week I'm just kind of let you want let you know what's going on in my life maybe you can take some value from it I'll try to let you know on just the interesting stuff or what I find interesting I'm not going to let you know what I had for supper last night or or what I'm watching on on tv tonight or anything unless it's a really good show and I'll let you know but I'm going to try to try to you know let you in on the good the bad and the ugly in my life and maybe you can find some value in that um i want to let you know that there are there is good even though i i struggle with mental health issues i don't mean every day is 
a struggle. Uh, that's why I call it part-time struggle. Not every day is a struggle. Uh, but the days that I am struggling, I will, I'll talk about it. And I'll tell you why I'm struggling and what's causing my anxiety or depression or whatever and, and what I'm doing to dig myself out of that hole. Because if you suffer through depression, anxiety, it's kind of like digging yourself into a hole and how can you get back out. So I want to share all that with you. So I'm going to do that. I still want to have guests and I still will do some research, no doubt about it. But I want it to be more just kind of raw and off the cuff of my life. And hopefully, again, you can find some value in it and apply it to your life. And I want to approach part-time struggle from the perspective of a husband, a father, a friend. And even, this may sound uh, funny, uh, a manager. Because um, what I've been doing over the past few months is a lot of prompt journaling. And prompt journaling asks tough questions that you have to, to answer. And one of the questions that one of my prompt journaling things had was what are your likes and dislikes what are your strengths and weaknesses and it took me a while to figure it out it took me a while to really sit down and say okay well here's my likes and dislikes and my strengths and my weaknesses and what I found that my strengths were is that I'm pretty good at being a husband I'm pretty good at being a father I'm pretty good at being a good friend and I'm I was a pretty good manager at one point one point in time I was a manager and so I've been on both sides of the table. So if you need some career advice or you need help with a resume or if you need help with um, trying to get an interview or doing an interview or whatever, I want to be help. I want to be as helpful as I can in any way possible. So if you got questions there, it's contact at parttimestruggle.com and all this, any advice I can give you or whatever is all free. I'm not going to charge you any money. Again, I'm not trying to make money off of this. I may talk about books that I've that I'm reading or prompt journals, and they those books have titles. Know that I'm not getting paid from anyone to to talk about these things. If I don't like the book, I'll tell you. If I like the book, I'll tell you I like the book. But just know that there is no money happening here. I'm not trying to sell you anything. But back to being a manager, like like I said again, I've been on both sides of the table. I've been um, on the side of the table where I was trying to get a job. And I've been on the side of the table before where I was interviewing people so they could get a job. So I might have some advice for you if you're seeking it. And again, going back to um, the perspective of a husband, a father, a friend, I'm, when I come into these these podcasts, I'll just kind of tell you what's going on from my point of view in my life right now. Being a husband, being a father, I'll talk about the adventures that Miranda and I have or the adventures that Avery, my daughter, and I have. Miranda's my wife. If you're new to part-time struggle, and I'll talk about any, any anything going on, in my friendships, and so let's dive into that. Let's dive into a little bit of the, the bad and the ugliness from for for being a friend. So right now, a bunch of friends of mine are, are going through some some struggles, uh, separations, divorces, just kind of a midlife crisis. I think a lot of me and my people right now are in a bit of a midlife crisis, and I've done a, an episode on midlife crisis before. So if you are new to part-time struggle and you want to hear what I'm saying about my midlife crisis which i think i'm right in the thick of uh please go check that episode out <clears throat> a midlife crisis doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing and that's what i talk about in that episode <clears throat> hollywood has kind of given a midlife crisis a a bad look or a bad name but it can be a good thing if you if you um if you use utilize it right uh, life doesn't have to be linear just when you if you pick something to do when you're 20 you don't have to be doing that same thing at 50 uh, life is full of pivots, and that's okay. Just make sure you're pivoting in the right direction safely. 
Uh, but again, a lot of my friends are going through some separations and, and divorces right now. And I don't know if I've been the best friend to them because I'm, this is a, an area I'm unfamiliar with. I've never been through a divorce before. My parents never did divorce. I've never been through a divorce. So I don't know if I'm the best person to talk to about this. But, but buddies, if you're listening, um, let me know what you need from me. Not what you want from me, but what you need from me as a friend. If you just need me to listen, I'll listen. If you need for me to give you a big old hug and tell you it's going to be all right, I'll give you a big old hug and tell you it's going to be all right. Just tell me what you need from me. I feel like I might be failing some of you guys. So um, this is the open open invitation to text, call, or tell, tell Matthew in person what he could be doing that might help you out because that's, that's, that's what I want to be here for. I want to wanna use some of my strengths there as a good friend to help you out. Um, with my friends going through... Um, those struggles, uh, it's, 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 it's put a mirror up to Miranda and I, and we've kind of looked at each other and we're, we're having, you know, typical marriage issues as well. And we're kind of like that Spider-Man meme where one Spider-Man's pointing at the other and I'm pointing at her saying, Hey, are you in this? You love me. And she's pointing back at me saying, Hey, are you in this? You love me. We've been married for almost 11 years now. Um, we've, um, we've had our ups and downs just like it's like any marriage but over the past year or so we really kind of dug in and we we really focused in on ourselves and our marriage and we've done marriage counseling we've done marriage books and we're just kind of taking it day by day and and she's been a guest on part-time struggle before and and previous episodes i think she was on the midlife crisis episode so if you want to take a listen to that and listen to her perspective on marriage and me and midlife crisis have at it so I do want to talk about a journey I've been on for the past uh, year and a half, maybe, where I started kind of challenging the status quo of my life. And that, and my, by status quo, I mean just everything that you've been conditioned to, to know and believe and what society has told you throughout your whole life. To start challenging those things, ask why. So um, I've started challenging the status quo of my beliefs, my values of society, my approach to work and my career, my view on life in general, gender roles, um, just challenging everything. And it kind of goes back to, to always say that no one asked to be here on this earth. No one said, I want to be born, and then you were born. So what really happens is one night your parents got frisky and then nine months later you were born so i want you to have that image in your head for the next minute or two of your parents getting frisky there you go you're welcome um and when we're born we're born into all these conditions and we're born into these laws and beliefs and cultures um and it depends on where we're born we have different conditions and laws and beliefs and we never really challenge them we just kind of go with it we assume that adults know what they're doing, they're right, and we, then we become adults and we apply those same things and we apply it to our children. But I started challenging those things and I learned a lot about myself during those challenges and 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 I kind of question why we just, you know, accept society's norms and follow the paths of those norms, even though they might not fit with your personality or who you are. So So it was good to challenge them. And what I found was, I had been going through my whole career since maybe I was, I think around 24 is when I really said, okay, I need to get my shit together and I need to focus on my career because I thought that getting a bigger, better job and making more money was what was going to make me happy in life. That's what, that's what I was kind of conditioned to think. 
and that goes back to my childhood. Uh, when I was growing up, I grew up in a double wide trailer in kind of a trailer park area. My, I had a bit of a rough upbringing. Um, I had some neglect as a child, uh, emotional neglect. But I thought that um, just because of the conditions I, I grew up in, that those conditions were not good. And we were not the, we didn't have the most money back then. So I thought that having more money and getting out of those, those conditions would be what makes me happy because I wasn't happy in those conditions. So I put a high value on money and success. And starting at about 24, when I really hit the ground running and try to build my career up, um, I've always wanted to climb the corporate ladder, do more and more and more, make more and more money. But the last job I had when, when I was a manager, I remember the first day of my job as a manager. Uh, I'd worked so hard to get there. I've always wanted to be a manager. I was making a, a good bit of money that, that I was very satisfied with. I thought this would be the amount of money that would make me happy. Um, and when my first day of management, I sat behind my computer and I opened my email up and if you're in the corporate world at all you know about email signatures I went to my email signature and I started updating the title and it was IT applications manager and I typed it in there I hit enter and I kind of sat back and and I thought well that wasn't it I had to reach this point in my life that I thought was going to make me complete make me fulfilled make me whole I thought it was a job title I thought it was money but it wasn't. I was wrong. So I gave management another year, and I enjoyed it. I liked it. I was good at it. I, um, I learned a ton about management. I learned a ton about myself. But after that year, I, uh, I, I was like, well, this just ain't it. So that I need to kind of regroup. I need to try to refigure myself out because I thought that everything I worked for in the past 10, 15 years, I thought this was it. This is what I was working for. And I got there. Nope. That's not it. So I stepped down from that position and, um, I miss the people that I, I used to, used to manage. I miss, miss them dearly. So if you guys are listening out there, I love you guys and I miss you, but I stepped down from that spot because, uh, the, the role I was in, my company was about to go to this big new software upgrade and it was going to be, like not want to say life altering but career altering for some of these people and they were going to need a very strong manager to to guide them and i just i just wasn't in it and i didn't want to be selfish and to stay in that spot and half-ass it so i stepped down and kind of regrouped my life since then so that's been my journey for the past year and a half so and and that's just been kind of challenging things challenging the status quo trying to figure out well, if it wasn't money and success, if that wasn't what I was seeking, what actually does make me happy? And I've done a lot of writing prompts to, to try to figure that out. And one of the writing prompts I did recently, it revealed to me some stuff that I didn't like, um, but I'm kind of glad it did because it gave me a new focus on what to look for. Uh, one of the, the writing prompts, one of the questions was, um, what do you envy, envy the most? Who or what do you envy? And the two answers I gave was money success is one, and then looks and beauty was the second. And I hated that about myself. I, I hated that fact that I was that shallow. Um, so that's something I definitely want to work on. So after I found that out about myself, I had a, a session with my counselor, my therapist, uh, the week later. And I was talking to him about it. He said, really, Matthew, it always comes down to your self-worth. And that's when I figured out I had self-esteem and self-worth issues is, 
I put money, I think money and good looks are what is valuable in life. And that's what people, other people gravitate toward and want. So I feel I have low self-worth. So I feel like if I have money and or good looks that that's all I need. I don't need to be anything else. And that's just some shallowness in my life. And that's why I have self-worth issues. And it comes down to, and I hate to say this too, it comes back to my childhood. And I hate that a lot of my childhood issues has followed me into adulthood. But here we are. What I have found out too over the past little bit is I was um, a, a neglected emotionally as a child. Um, and what, what that means is when I was a kid and I would cry or be mad or upset or whatever, no one ever sat down and talked to me and asked me what was going on and asked me to work through my emotions and my feelings. I was always told to go to my room or suck it up or rub some dirt on it or whatever. And over time, you just kind of become hardened and you become numb to the world and you don't know how to express your emotions instead of feeling sad or feeling hurt. Um, me, what I would do is just turn all that into anger. If I was upset or sad, I didn't know how to deal with that emotion. I didn't. I didn't know how to cry. I didn't know how to go to go to my wife and say, I'm upset about this because that made me feel like I was less of a man. So I would just get angry. Angry is an easy emotion. So I'm glad that this, this prompt journaling has, has revealed a lot of that for me. And one of the prompt journal, journaling books that I'm using is by an author named Glennon Doyle. It's a she. So guys, don't worry that it's a female author. You can still learn a lot from from females in, in this realm you don't have to be masculine everywhere um and the the name of the the book is called untamed but she has a prompt journaling book called get untamed so the untamed book is is her i haven't read the book yet but apparently it's her story in life she was married had kids she went through a bit of a midlife crisis started questioning everything and she aimed to quit pleasing people and wanted to start living her life. And what she found out was she was a lesbian, and that's kind of her life now. She's she's an author. Um, she married her her uh, partner, and then she wrote some books. And so I got this prompt journaling book, and in this book, it's good. It asks questions like, let me read you one of the questions, other than the envious question that that I just just told you about. Um, let's see here. Let's see. I find a good. Let's see. The support you needed when you were younger, do you get it now? If not, how could you begin to build it? Um, or what might your anger be trying to reveal to you about your boundaries and beliefs? And if you do prompt journaling, if you go into it authentic and are honest, um, you might find out a lot about yourself. And it's it's pretty neat. It's, it's pretty neat to see what some of the things I write down. And I go, man, I've known that to be true. But I never have spoken it. I never, I never have put it into words. I never have written it down. And once you write it down, it's, it's out there, and it, you need to start addressing it then. So that's been a bit of the journey I've been going through, and that's what I want to share on part-time struggle with you. And just in case, hey, maybe you're at a point in your life where you're starting to challenge the status quo, starting to challenge conditions and laws and beliefs and cultures that have been in your life. You're starting to question those things, ask why. Um, I want to go through that journey with you. I want to make you feel like you're not alone. I'll give you advice. If you got any advice from me, please tell me. It's contact at parttimestruggle.com. So a new segment I want to start doing on part-time struggle, and it may not be every week, but it might be some weeks. It's called Let's Get Uncomfortable. Let's Get Uncomfortable. And that's where I might talk about things that make you uncomfortable. 
And if if it does make you uncomfortable, ask yourself why it makes you uncomfortable. If you want to challenge what I'm saying, please challenge what I'm saying. Contact at parttimestruggle.com. Again, these are my opinions, my thoughts, my beliefs based on my values in life and my experiences in life. So first topic of let's get uncomfortable is Roe versus Wade. That's a big topic uh, this week, as we know about the Supreme Court decision that was handed down on June 24th, I believe. Um, so I'm pro-choice. I don't like authority too much, so I definitely don't like people telling you what to do with your body. I didn't care for the mask mandates nor the vaccine mandates during COVID. If you didn't want to wear a mask, if you didn't want to get a vaccine and you were okay with um, potentially contracting uh, a virus and dying from it, then that's, that's, that's you. That's fine. Hey, you were given a warning. You were given advice on what to do to help you. But if you didn't want to do those things and you died, okay, that's, I'm okay with that. I don't like authority. And most of most laws, most authority, and let's be honest here, it's white dudes writing laws for other white dudes. Um, and that's where that's where I have I struggle with Roe versus Wade is that I feel like it's a bunch of gray-haired white dudes telling women what to do with their bodies and again, uh, me not liking authority kind of goes against that. So um me being a white dude, um, I should just kind of shut the fuck up, not say anything, because all the laws being written are to help me being a white guy, but I'm just not wired that way. I feel like I have a need to speak up and say, mm, this might not be right. Um, there, there could be better ways to write uh, laws around abortion. We could get uh, health care professionals and maybe even the women of Congress to to write these laws, not a bunch of gray-haired old white dudes that haven't had a national erection in 20 years and have to take a little blue pill. But that's just my opinion, right? But I think that's where the compromise can be made is it doesn't have to be binary. It doesn't have to be either no abortions at all or all abortions. There can be a, a happy medium. And what I'm seeing from these state laws now that Roe versus Wade has been overturned, so to speak, is the state laws are ridiculously strict, like no abortions, n no none whatsoever. And that's very scary. And abortions are, it's a tough, it's a tough topic. It really is. But again, it kind of goes back to the saying of everyone hates the system until they need the system. There's a, an opinion piece or opinion column written. I can't remember the lady's name. I, I could probably look it up. I got my phone with me. Hold on. Bear with me. This is the, the fun of podcasting is, uh, I'm going to pretend like you're in the, the room with me. Give me one second while I poke around here. I'll, I'll give you some music, some background music. Do, 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 do. All right, I found it. So there's this article written by, hold on, my internet's being slow, Joyce Arthur, and it's called The Only Moral Abortion is My Abortion. And basically what she says is that anybody that needs an abortion, they can justify it and say, well, mine, I, I need an abortion, and here's why, and it's a legit reason. All these other people, all these other women are getting abortions for the wrong reason. And it kind of it's kind of that saying of, you know, I got mine, fuck you. It really kind of comes down to that. Um, and I know a lot of people that way. I know a lot of people that grew up on welf welfare and government assistance, 
And now that they're older and don't need it, they hate paying taxes for welfare and government assistance. And that's the ultimate, well, I got mine, fuck you. And that's another thing that I just can't get down with. I'm just not wired that way. Now, do I think having 15 or 20 abortions is good? No. But what's the root cause of that? It's not like this particular woman or particular women are having 15 and 20 abortions just for the fun of it. There's much deeper-rooted issues than that. And why are they having that many abortions? Is it a socioeconomic issue? Is it a cultural issue? Is it it's probably definitely a mental health issue? Is potentially a lack of Medicare issue? Is it a lack of safety issue? So... Just because one or two or many people are using the system wrong doesn't mean we need to shut it down for everyone. That's just not not the way to go. Speaking of which, just like abortion, um, let's talk about guns now. If there's a mass shooting, we shouldn't just take away guns from everyone because of a few idiots. Uh, no, that's dumb. I like guns. I believe in 2A. Um, I have a few guns here. I grew up around guns. I used to go shooting guns at the gun range with my dad a lot. And guns don't scare me. I think guns are a good thing. Um, but they, there needs to be proper safety protocols around guns. Um, there needs to be gun training. Um, I think that the, that we should have government assistance with gun training. If you buy a gun, then you need to go get a uh concealed weapons permit or you need to go at least have some gun safety training to know okay i got this thing in my hand that could take a few lives and people don't i don't know if people realize that or not how powerful a gun is so i i'm very pro 2a uh, again i like guns but just because there's a few idiots out there shooting up people uh, there's d- deeper root issues than just the guns um I do personally think that 18 is too young to own a high-powered rifle, such as the AR-15. And I can hear the argument now, well, what about the guys that get it? When you're 18, you can go to war. Yes, I realize that, but I didn't say I agree with that. I don't agree that if you're 18, you should go to war, but that's the norm. That's the society we live in. We've accepted that. And honestly, the only reason an 18-year-old is can go to wars after 12 years of school when they're 18 our country says hey we're done with with mandatory learning for you and we don't really have anything else so you either do the military you do college or you get a job and we've accepted that as a norm that's what we've been conditioned to accept and that's what i challenge you to challenge challenge those things um going back to an 18 year old if you think about it during an 18 year old senior year of high school from january to may of that year they're not even trusted to go take a piss or shit by themselves. When they go to the bathroom, they have to have a hall pass or or have to have a teacher follow them because no one trusts them. But all of a sudden, they graduate in June, and they go go through the summer, and they're, they're now adults, and we now can trust them with sixty and $70,000 student loans. We can trust them with an AR-15. We can trust them to get married and have kids. No, that's insane. Why, why are we putting all this pressure on 18-year-olds? And, and why, why, why do we treat them like kids one month and then very, the, turn around the very next month and treat them like they're adults and they can have all this responsibility and handle all these things? I uh, just disagree with that, too. There's, there's too much pressure on 18-year-olds immediately after high school, and our brains don't fully develop until around, around 25 or 26. I'm not saying that that's when they should get high-powered rifles, but there should be somewhere in between. 21, 22 seems like a good age. 
Um, most of the mass shootings are by younger males, and I truly believe that it's because males in their childhoods they're neglected so much emotionally. They're you know males are dismissed. Um, their their emotions are dismissed and not really uh, talked about, or or no one wants to talk to them about their emotions. So us guys, we don't know what to do with all these emotions. We turn any emotion into anger, and there are so many many mental health aspects that go into this and and not addressing emotions or neglecting insecurities neglecting self-esteem issues all that can lead to violence if you take someone's voice away from them if you take away their identity their hope sometimes they think violence is the only answer and that's kind of like them saying okay now i'm heard you didn't want to hear me when i was crying you didn't want to hear me when i was upset so i'm gonna go take this gun and now you'll hear me and we got a lot of work to do, America. We got a lot of work to do, um, and it's not about guns. It's not about abortions. It's about why are these people having these things? Why, why are they having mass shootings? Why are they having multiple abortions? That's what we need to address, the root causes. So one other uncomfortable topic I want to bring up is this division I'm starting to see in America, and it's probably been here a while, but I'm really starting to see it now, and I don't like what I'm seeing. I don't like what I'm hearing. It seems like we're all very distracted about these cultural wars going on, uh, but there is a major, major class class war going on in in the United States right now. We, the the United States has the most wealth it's ever had. However, there is the largest wage disparity between CEOs and the working class than it ever has been, and that is a problem. Uh, we have a major problem in this country with profits over people. And it's only getting worse. And remember this, money is only valued because we say it is. Us humans say money is valued, so it's valuable. Um, Again, I say challenge those norms. If money went away, people would still exist and we'd find a way, us people would find a way to carry on and prosper. If people went away, money would have zero value. Please keep that in mind. And honestly, the news social media, all these things fuel this division because guess who owns the news outlets? Yes, even your news outlet, even even you, you, yes, sir, you, you're being manipulated. Even if you're left or right, you are absolutely being manipulated. The rich people own those outlets, and they're trying to divide you to keep the, the attention off of this huge wage disparity that we're having. We need to be going after them unitedly instead of us breaking up 50 to 50 and just fighting each other over completely dumb bullshit. I don't like it. Don't like it. <clears throat> Driving around this small town, uh, there's like, it seems like there's like seven conservative radio stations and there's way too much us versus them talk. And if you, if when I listen to it, I realized that I realized quickly that I'm the them they're talking about. So I'm, I must be the enemy around this town. I must be, the bad guy so that's a little scary because people believe this shit people take take to heart these conservative radio hosts that those it's not even news it's opinions it's it's old white dudes yelling into the air and other older white guys are believing it and just lapping that shit up and honestly the news has become half news and half conspiracy theories so my opinion my conspiracy theory on conspiracy theories or my opinion on conspiracy theories is that Conspiracy theories are the adult versions of a boogeyman. Again, kind of going back to most of our laws are written by white dudes for white dudes. That leaves white dudes with very little, honestly, to fear about or be scared of because all the laws and shit are made to protect us. So 
conspiracy theorists, they just find shit to be scared of and insecure about to make them feel like they got an enemy, so they got to be in the survivor mode for no reason at all. And there are so many crazy-ass conspiracy theories out there that I didn't, be- I didn't believe them as I was reading some. If you just Google a few, you'll be amazed. And, and like, people actually believe this shit, and people probably in your neighborhood believe some of this crazy stuff. And I might even do a, a whole episode on conspiracy theories and cults and because I kind of, I think they're kind of one and the same. And with conspiracy theories, if you can debunk one of them, wh- why can't you debunk all of them? All you got to do is keep asking the question why. At some point, that question why stops. And then you just come up with some bogus reasons. So if you believe one conspiracy theory, in my opinion, you have to believe them all. So... That's my take on events that's going on right now. Um, again, those are my opinions, my views, my beliefs, and they're neither right nor wrong. But if I said anything in there that you disagree with, disagree with, or was factually wrong, incorrect, please hit me up. Contact at parttimestruggle.com. So let's get uncomfortable as ended. You're welcome. Now we can get back to normal regularly scheduled programming and we can get to the the title of this episode which i said was ignorance is bliss so for the month of july what i'm gonna try my damnedest to do is really just um ignore all news social media uh reddit is a big source of news for me i'm gonna try to ignore reddit i'm gonna try to ignore local news just any news altogether i'm gonna try to go Completely ignorant to the outside world for the month of July, except for sports, because I love my sports. We're thick into it of baseball season. Uh, football training camp is right around the corner, so there's no way I can neglect those two things. I know the hardest part of this is going to be when I'm bored at home or at work, and I want to thumb through my phone and whatnot. Now, I'll still be posting stuff to social media, so if you see me post something, don't think that I'm weak and gave up. It's easy to open a social media app, click on add, do your thing, and then get out of there. You don't have to go doom scrolling through anything. So I do think the the biggest issues are going to be where I'm bored. Um, and I'm, I'm going to need to find some creative outlets uh, to keep me busy. So I'm going to give that a go. I want to see if at the end of July, if my mental health is at a better spot than it is at the beginning of July. Just seeing all this craziness and madness going on in the world and... And I want to see if if what I'm reading on my phone and computer is is controlling some of this. And, and when I'm reading this over and over again, I'm I'm actively choosing to be not happy. Um, and I really think it's that 27 that 24 seven news cycle that we have that kind of started in 1994 uh, with O.J. Simpson, O.J. Simpson and his Bronco Ford chase and then his impeding trial and then 9-11 really kicked kicked it in the highest gear with the 24-7 news. And now it's just craziness nonstop. And like only 10% of it seems to be news. 90% of it seems just to be opinions and people talking and sharing their opinions and, and yelling at the TV to make other people yell at their TVs. And it's, it's doing a number on our, our country, and I think it's doing a number on our mental health. And Miranda made a good point. I was talking to her about this the other day. She she said, what you're doing is you're just you're diving into some of this stuff and you're just and you're consuming it all, but you're doing nothing about it. So she said, focus on one of the areas that that you're concerned with and just 
focus on that for for a month and so i'm gonna focus on homeless homelessness for for this month of july i'm uh, me, Miranda, and Avery, the other day, we made some care packages for the homeless and included stuff like um, a bar of soap, some body powder, toothbrush, toothpaste, um, mouthwash, baby wipes, some money, uh, a few other things. Uh, but it's something that when I see homeless people around my area, I can just hand it to them and say, hey, I hope this, hope you, hope this can help you out. It's something I can have a little control over on something that means a lot to me because honestly we're all very close to homelessness we're much closer to homelessness than we are getting rich let's just be honest with ourselves we are we are a cancer diagnosis or a bad car wreck away from having all kind of bills that we may not be able to pay and we might start losing some of our possessions much more closely than we are being a multimillionaire. Um, and homelessness, uh, mental health affects homelessness big time. So I have mental health issues. I know a lot of these homeless people probably have mental health issues and I can guarantee you none of the homeless people out there like the situations they're in or like the circumstances they're in, other than want to be making signs and going to stand up at five points, asking for money, asking for anything, and losing all their dignity. No one wants that. So let's not pretend that homeless people are where they want to be. They don't. They just, people have bad luck. Sometimes a string of bad lucks leads you into the, to the worst places in your life. Sometimes just having one bad luck can end you and put you in a, a tough spot in your life. So at some point, I don't know when this happened, the care for other humans and all humans became political, and that's such bullshit. People on the left and the right should care about other humans, regardless of this other cultural war crap that's going on. Because right now, honestly, we have it so good. All of our basic needs are met. We have water. We have food. We have shelter. We have warmth. We have so much shit. We just buy We're we're in a consumerism society. We have so much stuff, but our basic needs are met. Crime is at a at like the lowest point. We're more educated, more informed than we've ever been in life, but we just keep finding these bullshit things to be angry about, and it just it doesn't take much to to make us that angry. We seem to be less controlled by facts and much more controlled by our feelings, and I think the news and social media knows this, so they just keep fueling that that flame. If we could just focus in on our uh, on what on the good that we have, on the you know all of our needs are met. Like hell, a hundred years ago, people were dying from the flu, people were dying from pneumonia and all kind of other stuff. But we got all that under wraps now. We got modern medicine. We 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 get the science is better. I mean, hell, a hundred years ago, people were dying from from diarrhea. People were shitting themselves to death. Like. I probably have relatives that died at an early age because they couldn't stop shitting. Like, that was a death sentence back in the day. Like, it was like, hey, you need to go see Edna. She got the Rhea. It's, she's got, there's no hope. She's, she's been shitting for five days straight. She's, she's a goner. And they were like 27 years old. So we're now we're living to like 74 and we're miserable. So we got to clean that up, America. We got to do better than that. I'm going to do my part damn it moving on um what else is going on in my life so i'm i'm starting to be a little more active in social media and i probably picked a bad time to be more active in social media now that i am trying to do away with social media for a month but again slow learning curve i'm getting there i had a a, a friend come over who's a little bit younger she's one of miranda's former students and helped me out with 
with social media. And it was like she was teaching her grandpa how to program a damn VCR. She was like, all right, here's what you do on TikTok, grandpa. Here's what you do on Instagram. So got that going for me. Um, I learned a lot. I appreciate her help on this. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, yeah, if you want to contact me on any of the social medias, it's um, Twitter is part-time strug. Uh, Instagram is part-time struggle. And TikTok is part-time underscore struggle. So please, if there's anything that uh, you want me to talk about or any topics you want me to talk about, either contact me there or contact me at contact at parttimestruggle.com. I updated my LinkedIn recently. And boy, that's changed over the years. Uh, that was the first time I've updated it since 2014. And now it looks like a, a lightweight Facebook, almost like a Facebook for people who don't have real friends. But the thing I thought was um, the wildest was that there are now celebrities on LinkedIn that you can connect with. Like, I think Wyclef John was one of the, hey, connect with this guy things on my social media on uh, LinkedIn. And I was thinking, how the hell can Wyclef John help me out with my career? What is what is what can he possibly do for me? So I don't really quite understand what LinkedIn's going on, got going on now, but whatever. They appear, they appear to be doing well. Um, on Sunday the other day, I had a headshot done with my buddy Jaeger of Jaeger Shots. Uh, Jaeger's been a good buddy of mine for many many years since middle school, and uh, the the kid that came over and helped me with my social media, she's like, Hey, you need to actually put your face and your avatar on these social media sites and quit using that dumb logo you got. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. So Jaeger's got help me with some, he helped me with some headshots and we did different photos where he had me like doing that thing where you walk, you walk away and then you walk toward the camera and then you look in the camera all, all sexified. And then you kind of stare at the camera hard, like you're like you're a badass. And then you smile at the camera, like you you you're happy and and things are good. So we did all that, and he's gonna put together something for me for uh, he called it pro like a vlog promo, social media promo stuff. So I'm looking forward to what what Jaeger has coming coming toward me. But um, I think I'm gonna let you go now. Uh, I hope I didn't uh, spook you off with any of my um, uncomfortable conversations, but I appreciate you, you listening, and I hope you found some value in today's episode. But please reach out. This thing is interactive here. This forum is, isn't just for me. It's for you, too. And I want you to share your stories, your struggles with, with me and with the world. And we can kind of see where we go from there. But um, it was good, good talking to you. Um, I hope you, you're listening to me out there, and I'll see you around. Bye.